Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, motherfuckers! Lol, just motherfucking here is back. I should just say lol just here. Anyways, I was really super excited, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna get them some, like, Pizzazz. I'm gonna really come in here and be like blaring guns like Hello motherfuckers! Lotus here is back! But um now that I'm listening to myself over pre pre-smoke, I sound very fucking annoying. So anybody who is very much sober on this um listening to this podcast right now, I'm sorry. That was really fucking annoying. Um I'm checking myself, you know? I'm checking myself, I'm reflecting myself. I think that is an important quality to have. Um, okay, so hello. Um, finally got out of the fucking house today. It is the second day of spring break, aka my spring month, because I haven't really been to classes in like a month. <laughs> um, but you know, spring month, you know, it's fun. Um, but it's our current, like, second day of spring break, and I already feel like immense trash. Um, I slept the entire day away yesterday. Um, I worked on Saturday and Sunday. Um, there's just really not much to show for it. I don't have much shit going on. And, um, yeah. (laughs) It's just not really cute. So, yeah. finally like out of you know my fucking bed I'm finally like on the road in my car so I'm like you know what bitch time to record another fucking episode um but yeah I I just be decomposing I I finally took a shower today and that's been like two to three days since I had taken a shower it's just it's just not a good look we're not looking good we're not looking good at all (laughs) today I look much better. I look presentable. So that's all that matters. Anyways, yeah, I'm trying to go out today and get some video, some B-roll of, um, for my video production, um, class. Um, it's a nice day out. I'm like, you know what? I could get some good video. Um, yeah. So currently on 94, let me check my voice memo because the title is usually always on there. I-94 West. Currently on the I-94 West. Gonna head out. We're gonna go try to get some different shots done there's like specific ones that I'm looking for so yeah um currently on that you know that cruise control of 65 and I've got my pinchy in one hand and my lighter in the other and as soon as the semi passes me and gives me a dirty look I am going to pop this motherfucker open and we go get this shit started starts and now wait one second we're hitting a turn I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to navigate this real quick this is why you know I can't wait to get a fucking Tesla right now out of all fucking times I wish I had a Tesla one I would be paying for gas two I could just smoke all the time on the road and never have to drive and that and that would be just a beautiful time <laughs> all right
wasn't really a good light, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to try to eat. I'll put the link 
to the Spotify song or the I think it's I think it's just on SoundCloud. I can't remember if he's got Spotify yet. But um, I'll put the link to the song in my um, episode here. Um, maybe maybe that'll be the creds that I can get. But I really want to name this episode a bitch named Anxiety. So let's see if that'll stick with us. If not, I totally get it. But whatever. Anyways, before we get into there, I have a, I have one shout out to make. Um, oh my god, it's it's getting real, it's getting real decoded in here. It's feeling like twilight. There's so much like blaze out here or days out here, um, haze out here. Um, quick shout out, like literally the same person as me. So I I work at the local store. I work with this guy named Matt. Um, he's a very awesome dude. He just he's so funny and I was working with him on Saturday and he was like I he was like talking a lot like you know Matt talks but like he doesn't talk like an extended about especially about himself he's not that kind of type really um so it was like very interesting and he kept apologizing the entire time like while he was talking about himself like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just haven't talked to anybody in a few days. And I've just been at home by myself. And so, like, I just really need to talk to you. And I was like, literally, me. Like, that's literally why I have this podcast. Is because I feel like sometimes I'm just rambling so fucking much on the Snapchat story. That I'm like, okay, we just need to turn this into an episode. We need to get this, um, you know, just, we need to get this audio up. Because um, it's a lot of tapping. And I would just like the ease of just being able to put it on listen so shout out to Matt I will never get tired of listening to you rant I don't think I ever will because I love I honestly and that's like one thing that people I don't know if people know about me or like I give off that vibe but I'm like huge into listening I like I could listen for days I I, I know and I know that seems hard to ooh, 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 okay <laughs> I, I just I was accidentally hockey my horn. Okay. Um, but I know that seems hard to fathom because I have a podcast and I'm constantly fucking talking and it seems like I really can't shut the fuck up, but I really do love listening, honestly. Like if it's up, if it's up for debate about talking about myself or listening to somebody else talk about themselves, nine times out of 10, I'm going to listen to somebody else talk about themselves. One, I hate talking about myself to other people unless I'm in an interview um like type of scenario like I'm very good in interviews I think that it's super easy for me to talk and like whatever because but I just hate the normal everyday conversation with like a friend or somebody you're meeting for the first time and they're like tell me about yourself I, I mentioned that in my first episode too it's like literally the easiest thing for me to list off is self-deprecation <laughs> like everything that is wrong I'll let, I'll let you know bitch I'll let you know Anyways, let's get on with the topic. I already, I took like two hits and this is some good, this is some good sweet. Um, it's really good. Like I took two hits and I am pretty, pretty loaded. Also, okay, if we're talking about weed, I have to make a quick shout out real fucking quick. Two shout outs because next month is fucking But I'm so 
excited and I'm really fucking excited and if you live in the Eau Claire area or even if you don't live in the Eau Claire area and you live in a near surrounding area near Eau Claire please 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 check out um not just on 420 oh my god I'm so sorry I literally I was like yawning burping I haven't even had anything this morning so it was a very empty burp but um <laughs> This morning, it's 12.21 p.m. when I'm recording this episode. I haven't had anything this morning yet, but we're getting there. Um, I just woke up at like 10, so this technically is my 9 a.m. Um, but I, 10 out of 10, not even 10 out of 10, I, I 15 out of 10 recommend going and checking out Hetty Hut at Daniel Claire. It's located in Banbury Place, and it's on the first floor, or I recommend recommend also going to Steve Hems, not or. I recommend going to both. Um, Steve Hems is so dope, okay? Like, literally, I can't get over it. I can't get over how dope Steve Hems is. When I go into the shop every time, I'm still amazed, and it's so beautiful, and it's just the merch, the stickers, the details, the packaging, everything is just beautiful. And him himself, like Steve, who's the owner, aka why it's called steve's hem um it's just the dopest guy ever like he's so fucking awesome he's so nice so down to earth like just a great fucking guy and owns like a swell ass business and th and that's the same that i could say about hetty hut like um so currently gsb has a rack in hetty hut so when you're going into hetty hut you not only see like it's not only just smoking stuff. I mean, there's art in there. There's other people's art in there. Like, um, I bought my, uh, I bought a, a pair of earrings there from Kala, Kayla, um, <laughs> who sells her earrings there. She sells like resin earrings, like with nature findings and stuff. It's really fucking dope. There's like little bull pins. They have their own merch there. I personally fucking love and I had to buy another one um yesterday um or Sunday because <laughs> I was just there on Sunday that's why I thought to bring it up um I just had to buy another long sleeve uh Hetty Hut t-shirt in the Pornhub logo I okay there is okay there is like few fucking merch pieces that I buy from people because I like merch in a distinctive way I have like a weird designer brain, so if it doesn't look good, or if I know I'm never gonna wear that, or if that logo is just super trash, I know I'm never gonna wear it, and I can't get myself to buy it. But when the Hetty Hut Pornhub logo started coming out, like, so, <laughs> I guess it was Sam's idea. So, okay, so the, the two owners of Hetty Hut are Sam and Jake. I don't really know the last name besides Pastorello, which is Sam's last name, but I don't know Jake's last name. So these two guys, um, MHS people, you know, MHS, memorial type graduating people, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, um, anyway, so they have this shop, it's in Banbury, but anyway, so like I, um, we have a rack there, we did a pop-up on Sunday, it was like a surprise pop-up, it, it went pretty well. Anyway, so I was there, I had to replace my Pornhub t-shirt because I originally got a white one, and um, that shit got fucked up and so I had to get a black for him because it's like literally my favorite logo that they've created so far like the rendition of Hetty Hut in the porn logo in the Pornhub logo and on just a blank t-shirt is just so slick I love it it's so nice um, 
you'll definitely see me with that on the gram soon because I couldn't post the like literally the first day I got my white one I fucked the shit up like literally first day so I yeah we're, we're just not even gonna talk about it but this one I'm so excited because it's black it's oversized I can literally wear it with nothing underneath and we can be fucking crazy with it um Ugh, but I'm so excited. I, I I love Hetty Head. Hetty Head is beautiful, and it's not like your typical smoke shop. And this is why I want to. Um, and I'm definitely not. I'm not sponsored by anybody that I'm talking about. I just like talking about places I like. Anyways, so um, what I love about Hetty Head is too is because coming from a designer artist standpoint, um, and working in small businesses relatively now for two years downtown. Um really appreciate shops that support artists like real live artists and like local artists and that's literally all that you'll find at Hetty Hut. It's not like an Azara's. It's not like a <coughs> it's not like an Azara's. It's not like um, a Smokedale or your classic smoke shop where they're getting pieces and everything's ordered from like China or outside of the U.S. or within the U.S. but at a really cheap rate. Like you're getting really cheap stuff. Um, what I like about Hetty Head is, is that yes, it's a little bit more expensive if you're going to be going into buying pieces and glassware, just like it is at Truckers Union. But the two different, but the difference about those two shops is, is that they're supporting the community and supporting local artists 110% um, versus buying wholesale outside of the country and just getting cheap equipment and prices. Um, Coming from an artist's perspective, I love that. I think that's like one of my favorite things about Hetty Hut is because they strictly stay within um, buying from local artists and buying from local glass blowers, and that keeps them going. And they sell their shit. Like literally, they sell that shit. Like it's three thousand dollar piece up in there, sold. Five thousand dollar piece up in there, sold. Like them bitches sell. Okay. So I I think it's just an amazing thing. I am super huge on that. If it, if it can be locally made and if it is made by someone local, I don't mind spending the extra um, to get that shit to support that artist. And they just have like dope shit all around. It's just a dope environment in there. And the two owners are just the two of the coolest people you'll meet and uh, very knowledgeable in the um, CBD uh, smoking everything era. So check that out please very dope also check out the gsb rack in there you know um we got our we got our little gsb rack in there we got a little cash box if you want to throw some cash at us otherwise we've got our little venmo sign up so you can like venmo as well you know we, we do both we do both um okay let's <laughs> let's let's get into the fucking episode now i think we literally just like we just clocked out at like 20 minutes of just pure pure ads pure ads okay so i'm gonna take a few more hits and then let's begin on this journey this road this battlefield i call anxiety <laughs> this battlefield we gotta play battlefield anybody who listens to this podcast in headphones because I never do I only listen to it like my phone or like on a speaker or something so I can control the volume I don't mind high sound volume but I know that some of the people who listen to this are probably like what the fuck Jada like stop fucking screaming 
Like, you literally make me so annoyed. But I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And, you know, once I get proper microphone use, honey girl, we're we going to be controlling that volume and that temperature. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. But I, like, honestly love, like, it's super simple. I can literally upload an episode from my phone. I don't have to do anything. Literally from my phone. And it's just that easy. Like, you know, it's not really that much of a project. <laughs> um, okay. Um, ASMR starting now. And then um, let's get into the fucking episode finally. Hopefully. Um, the, the next the next few pops might introduce us to a new episode that I didn't even think was going to happen today. So, yeah. But let's check that out. so distracted this episode it's really annoying okay i'm just literally responding to 
Okay, well, I got an hour. Damn, I got an hour left. Let's let's get it. All right. <laughs> I've already got like 23 minutes of nothing. No fucking content, bitch. I'm gonna have to put that in the um, the about <laughs> about for this episode. Skip to like 25 minutes, and that's when we'll get into real content. All right, here we fucking go. Let's fucking get it through. There's going to be no more fucking distractions. I promise. And if there is, I'm fucking cutting this podcast. And we're not doing this episode. So I'm not going to be doing this shit if it's half-assed. Anyways, here we go. So I've probably had anxiety for as long as I can remember. Um, I mean, I if I think about my childhood and I think about some of just like the things that I would do naturally I just yeah very much an anxious person um I'm time anxious um because of shit in the past in my childhood that's happened um I'm I'm anxious about a lot of things it's um very much a control issue with me um getting diagnosed though finally in 2020 during the craziest year yet um but getting diagnosed finally, finally getting meds for uh, anxiety, and then finally getting therapy and a ther- like a regular therapist, is very helpful, very like life changing because it seems more manageable in a sense. In a sense, I'm not going to say it solves all problems because it doesn't. Because I still fatally. I still fatally deal with anxiety on an everyday basis. I mean, some people think I'm a little crazy. (laughs) Some people think I'm a little crazy. Some people think I might be exaggerating a bit, but it's very physically, like, an exhausting mental illness to have, especially if you have a very, like, high form of it. Especially if you're a high-functioning anxiety person. Um, but then you also, like, um, I believe, or at least I, I, I think I have ADHD as well. Um, I went in and got an evaluation and then, like, I couldn't do the full, like, eval or, like, finish the full process because my insurance doesn't think that it's necessary. But we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna work around that. If, um, if I have to start selling my kooka on the corner so I can get a full eval and finally get some ADHD meds, we're just gonna have to say that's what happened. And you know what? When I get fucking arrested for selling my kooka on the corner, I want to tell the judge. Well, tell my insurance company who said my shit isn't, like, whatever. That's, like, uh, insurance is one of the most annoyingest things in America, especially in America, because we have the most annoyingest kind, but insurance is just a scam, you know? It pays for parts of shit, and then it pays for not parts of shit, so it's just like, you know what, at the end of the day, I might as well just fucking buy everything, or not have insurance for anything, because literally only covers half of this, a part of that, a fourth of this, a twelfth of that, and it's just some bullshit. I... Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> We're not going to go into a healthcare dramatic sauna today. Um, but it is a physically, like, it's a physically illness type thing. Um, I, my anxiety affects me a lot to the point where it's like, it really, god damn bitch. Swear to God. Swear to God. That little, little hump thing, that was so scary. Okay. <laughs> 
um, it's kind of debilitating in a way because I like when my anxiety, which is usually every day, <laughs> I don't think there's a day that goes by where I'm not just waking up anxious. Um, it's really hard for me to eat. Um, and that's really hard on a lot of levels because, um, one, the pills that I take for anxiety or the medication that I'm prescribed really does like, you know, you need to be eating something because eating nothing on those types of pills will literally just make you sick, makes it worse, nausea, vomiting, that type of, type of thing. Um, but then like taking those pills, being completely fine, and then just not being able to eat the entire day, like, um, the, 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 the road and the, the weird road or navigation or journey that I've been on with eating since starting my medication has been crazy because, I mean, my appetite has fluctuated a lot just based on mental illness, based on, you know, certain things here and there. Um, but it's very insane with anxiety and anxiety medication. Like, I can really go a full day without eating, maybe two full days without eating, and I'm completely fine. And it's justifiable, and I feel okay, because I'm like so filled with anxiety in my stomach, in my ass, like I'm literally sweating out of my fucking ass, because I literally, like I can't handle it, like it's just too much, and I, I'm like, okay, I literally don't need anything else, like, I am full on anxiety for today, I think, like, that's gonna be my own appetite, and I do try to eat, but, it's a, you know, you know, like I said in the beginning, it's a battlefield, <laughs> it's a battlefield, bro, it's, it's a battlefield, man, like, it's a, it's, it's truly a battlefield, um, yeah, so, Anxiety affects me in many different ways. Education hugely. Um, as we can see with previous episodes of me talking about dropping three classes in a week, it, is, it can be that dramatic. That also be, coincides with anxiety turning into a depression or getting into the depression state of anxiety. And that will also more foresee that. Um, it's super hard and it's hard to explain to other people because yes people understand what anxiety is like you know everyone's felt at least a little bit of anxiety or anxiousness in their life if you haven't or if you are lying to yourself then fuck you but like no everybody knows what anxiety feels like everybody has felt the feeling before everyone's you know been there before it's nothing super new thing about living with anxiety and having that every day on you is uh, I don't even know how to put like okay it's not even because of my sometimes outrageous behavior or impulsive behavior that I have anxiety like I could literally not be in trouble with anyone I could be set financially I could be financially secure like I could be literally on top of a fucking world but I will still, I, I, I still feel like something bad is going to happen. And at any point, I have to be ready for that, you know? And it's very much like fight or flight. Constantly. Constantly. Unless I'm high. That's why engaging in the shwarawana, uh 
helps it out because and I know that's like such an annoying and here we are here we're gonna get all these motherfucking boomers and these fucking anti-weed bitches all these motherfuckers who like literally drink Tito's like it's water we're gonna all these motherfuckers that are gonna be like well that's what like all stoners say and like you potheads just think everything's out like weeds out everything but it truly does in my case like I like sometimes like I get such bad classroom anxiety sometimes that taking CBD gummies or putting CBD in a drink before I go to class is just really nice I'm not getting high necessarily but it's like relaxing my nerves and that's technically what teach like but that's like really what I am trying to do when I get high I very much enjoy getting high because I'm so much more relaxed and I can think of things one at a time um, my constant headspace, um, sober and anxious is constantly on a million different things. Like it looks like the jackpot, um, game at the fucking casino when you hit, like when you bring down that lever, it's like my brain's constantly like that every time I, like all day while I'm awake, literally all day while I'm awake. It's just constantly rolling. There's like a million different things that I'm constantly thinking of, scenarios I'm going over, yada yada. It's, yeah, it's just like, it, it's never ending. It's never ending, as I would like to say. It's never ending. We, we, we never get an end to it. Um, but when I'm high, it like somewhat offsets, you know? You know, like my, my brain starts to slow down a bit. I'm, I'm a little bit slower with thinking. I'm a little bit, um, I'm thinking less and I'm, thinking maybe more about one topic than a thousand others it's a lot more you know whatever but I don't know what it is <laughs> but when I'm just completely sober it's literally just it's a shit show. I just can't stop thinking about everything. Um, and yeah, here we go in that moment. One more motherfucking time. All right. Yep. So, all right. Already about eight minutes into the talking about this and I need to smoke again because I feel the high coming down and I need to, um, I'm going to start going. I can, I can feel myself starting to go off topic and wanting to talk about other things, but I'm going to strictly stay on this topic today. I want to give you a full episode of some content at least. Um, but you know what? Maybe we won't even get there because I cannot do it without smoking. Let's try this again. One sec. Here's some more ASMR in the car. My God, ASMR in the car would have been a good name for this podcast, but then truly it's not ASMR the entire time. Yeah, would have been a little off-putting. But, you know, we could start doing hashtag ASMR in the car, though. That's definitely going to be a tag. Future tag.
I would say there's a mixture of ways. You know, there's like my healthy alternatives that I try to do, which is working out. Okay, working out, honestly, I would say it's not a super cliche thing. It's not like I'm reading this from a Mayo Health template right now. Like, honestly, for myself, I've really seen like when I go and work out, I finally breathe. Okay, and that is the one thing, <laughs> believe it or not. But it's the one thing in anxiety that I don't do enough, especially with high-functioning anxiety. Like, I I rarely try to catch a minute to catch my breath. I'm just like, let's go, let's go, let's keep going, let's keep going, let's keep going. Like, the moment that I stop, something wrong is going to happen, something bad is going to happen, so I just have to keep going. Um, so, finally, when I'm at the gym, I can literally, like, breathe. And it feels so good to, like, breathe again, you know? Like, get some good deep in and out breaths because you have to breathe. That's, like, the only way you can continue to work out. You can't just, like, suffocate your fucking self and run on a treadmill for 55 minutes. And if you fucking can, teach me. But, like, <laughs> but like it's just not, it's not, you know, that's just not realistic. And so I like that in a sense where it's like, I have to breathe. There's, there's no other way. And then, and then I also can like start to work on controlling my breathing, um, which is a huge thing for me because, um, when we start to, when I, well, I know when I start to, um, like really be hyped on that, like high functioning anxiety where like, it's like no breasts per minute. Um, we start to get into like panic attack era, like era, and like we're we're slowly we're slowly hitting that, and um, yeah, it's just it ain't fun, it ain't cute, it ain't fun, and yeah, cause hitting so hitting like panic attack feeling or mode or level, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And anxiety is probably one of the more like it's the probably it's probably the serious part of anxiety is panic attacks and anxiety attacks because it is the complete melting pot of everything that you've been trying to ignore or trying to control that you cannot control anymore and it's you are you are faced to deal with it or to be shown a reality of it and react to it and that's how I, I don't, that's not like the fucking DSM-5 definition. That's not a definition I'm reading off of Google right now. That's literally my definition. I don't even know if it's a correct definition. Probably isn't. But that's how I feel like it is for me. Like when I have an anxiety attack or when I have a panic attack, it is like everything in my worst nightmare in real life in front of me or like in, in rotation of thought for me. And I have to react with it or face it in that moment or, you know, like there's just, there's no way of avoiding a panic attack. When an anxiety or a panic attack is about to onset with you, um, and you can just feel like, like I'm not talking about like, we're like an hour before panic attack time and you slowly start to feel your nerves like increase a lot. Um, you know, maybe then, you know, you can control yourself or, you know, get somebody to help you start to control your breathing pattern, you know, whatever. But I'm talking about like the very few moments before we hit that period of like, okay, this is definitely going to be an attack to the body um, or the nervous system. Like we're definitely going to feel like you, we're definitely, we know what's coming. We know what's coming, bitch. We know, we know what's next. We know what's next. Um, that part to me is like, ah, uh, 
feeling that I get is very ugly. You know, it's like one of the ugliest feelings to have. I get very nervous. I rub my hands um, nervously. I get very sweaty in very awkward places, like my ass, um, my hands. I just sweat all over. Like, I, I, that is, like, the one time that I do, like, like purposefully or, like, very much sweat a lot. Um, because, like, I just know, like, it's physically going to be so exhausting for my body after this. And I'm going to mentally be exhausted and drained. And so I'm just, like, trying to prepare for that. But there's no really way to prepare for a panic or an anxiety attack. Um, I think there's an important... Thing that I want to speak about and I'm gonna I'm gonna put a trigger warning in because I am high but I'm aware of what I'm talking about and what I'm gonna be talking about next and proceeding with um, and it is gonna include self-harm so I would like to trigger warn that if you are very uncomfortable with that I would skip probably the next 10 minutes or five minutes of this podcast I don't know how long this fucking story is gonna last but it's just um, it's not necessarily gonna go deep into the um, self-harm or anything like that, but it's gonna talk about it, and we're gonna, um, I just have an applicable story for this moment, so. Onward we begin, bitch. Carry on my way with There'll be peace like you have got. Ow! Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I literally was like, trigger warning, we're gonna be talking about self-harm, and then, like, in the next breath, I'm like, carry on my Oh, God, I love that song. Oh, shit. Okay, anyways, sorry. So, I want to say this was about... Oh, this was 8th grade. Yeah, definitely can remember. It was 8th grade. So, it was 8th grade science class. Um, We had to make these cars or these, like, uh, vehicles that, you know, like, could race or could, you know, drive and stuff or run. Um, for my fucking stupid ass science class with Mr. Fucking Ferris. Like, shut, get the fuck out of here, dog. Anyway, so I had to make these cars or whatever. And honestly, yeah, not a mechanic, not any what. Like, I'm very crafty and creative. I can think of shit in a, like, a fast zone. But creating a car or making something out of whatever, not my specialty. And I really didn't have any help. <laughs> like, my, par- my both my parents worked, um age of nine I started to um take care of myself because my babysitters that babysitters that I've had in the past have just either been impotent like they've been incompetent a bunch or they it just like I didn't feel safe (laughs) you know like I felt safe taking care of myself at age nine more than I did the people that were in charge of taking care of me and I just thought it was a waste of my parents money and I told them that very many a times (laughs) like that was so funny like I was literally like eight or nine telling my mom I'm like stop wasting money on her this babysitter sucks. I literally, like, don't like her at all. She sucks at babysitting. And I don't feel safe whatsoever. I would feel safe by my damn self. <laughs> my mom is just like, okay. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yes. Very, 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 very picky. That's just how I am. Anyways. So, both of my parents worked. Um, at the time, that was in eighth grade so my dad had been long 
and gone out of the house. I mean, he lived in the same area as us, but I mean, he just didn't live in the house. They had separated, it was officially over, whatever. So, I am trying to make this stupid ass fucking car. This dumb ass car for this fucking class. And I literally work every day on it until it is due because I'm like, fuck, I still can't get it together. And then it is the night before the project, and here is when Jada's anxiety truly hits full force. Um, I go into this complete frenzy panic attack because I just can't figure anything out. I can't figure out how to make it faster. I can't figure out how to keep it going. Like, I am just fucking myself, like, just really beating myself up about it. So I, so in this moment, it was completely accidental, but it, this is a moment that I don't think I'll ever forget in my entire life because I kind of, I could kind of understand where, okay, anyways, let me just continue. So I was working with a Pringles um, body for my car and I had cut the metal part down at the bottom, you know, that holds the Pringles up, you know, there's the cap part and then there's the metal bottom. So I'd cut that part out and um, it was like three, four minutes in of my panic attack where I was kind of like throwing shit around, crying very heavily, not breathing as much, just very much in a freak out sort of panic situation because one, I couldn't control anything at the time and two, that's just very hard for me to accept. Um, so within that moment, I, um, I did something where I like grabbed something the wrong way and there was that sharp part of the metal part because I just cut it out into a complete circle and I had cut myself and I had started to like, I had really started to bleed very, very fast, very gushy, you know, it's it very real, it's very surreal. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I was, I accidentally had cut myself, it was not on purpose, I did not inflict pain on myself as a purpose thing. But when that infliction of pain happened, when that cut did occur, I felt this sort of uh, release in, not release in, um, not release in like excitement or happiness, but release that I could finally breathe. I like actually like breathed in that moment. Um, I calmed down and I focused on that one thing. Um, and that's something that I think I will remember for the rest of my life, um, because, I know, like, it's very easy to say you, you can understand certain things about depression, anxiety, cutting, self-harm, all that type of stuff, but in that moment, I, like, completely felt, like, because I, I grew up in the age of, like, yeah, definitely a lot of people cut, definitely a lot of people were self-harming, and people were just open with telling me that or telling anyone that um, at the time. And so I very much like, I never understood it in my own head, but I, only, I always understood when people were talking about it. I was like, yeah, I mean, I just, I could never justify that for myself, but like for you, okay, yeah, I understand that, the way that you say it and stuff. But in that moment, I knew it, it was to like, feel like to like finally just be thinking about one thing and one thing only and not being in a complete frenzy anymore and that's what really took me down off of the high I think that's literally what stopped the panic attack because um I started like my 
I was just super worried about that. And also it was kind of painful because it was a little bit of a deep cut. Um, bitch was acting a little cry cry. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a flip of the switch type deal. I definitely flipped that switch and I felt that flip of the switch. Um, but yeah, that was a very big turning point in my life. And um, I don't know really why I brought that up and thought it was, you know, applicable to share on the show. But I'm just giving up everything about my anxiety up that I can think of. And after talking for, I literally love how I like check the time. And it's literally, I've only been talking for like another 10 minutes. And I'm just like, okay, but I need to like, seriously guys, I really need to like smoke again. So I'm gonna like be back in just a sec. All right, um, yeah. So after explaining that for about 10 more minutes, I, 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 need, I, need, I need another smoke sesh. So please forgive me. Um, also, didn't know if I ever brought this up, but if I have any smokers ever listening to the podcast, whether you be crack smokers, nicotine smokers, pot smokers, heroin smoker, I mean, I'm just kidding. No. Um, if you're a pot smoker, nicotine smoker, if you're a toker in general, if you drink, if that's your pick of the poison and it's a good time of the day, take these episodes as times to get flamed up with me. Whether that be with a shot, whether that be with a pull, whether that be with some uh, hits of the sweet, whether you be smirking a bow, smirking a drink, smirking a bleach, smirking a smirking a smirking out of an apple, get that apple and smirking out of it. <laughs> whether whatever that might be, whether whatever endeavor you just tried to do, have fun, enjoy it, and enjoy this life with <laughs> enjoy this life with me dude enjoy this life with me dude we're gonna go on our journey together just kidding okay i need to stop all right look up Of what I can and can't do. 
Um, so I just, I just float along with whatever they say I can do. I'm like, whatever. If it, if it will somewhat help my anxiety, if it'll somewhat help me, um, I will, I'll try it. I'll do it. Um, yeah, we'll work with it. Um, but anyways, so I take fluoxetine. I am up to 60 milligrams. I started at 10 for a week and then I, um, was doing 20 for a while. Then we upgraded to 40. Then I upgraded this past year to six or past 2021, like towards the end of 2021, upgraded to 60 milligrams. And you know, and honestly, I think I might just go for the full fucking hundred because, um, let's be real here. Let's be, let's be 110% complacent. My anxiety is still, how can I say this? It is still at an unbearable rate. It is still at a physically disabling rate. Um, so the past times that I am joking about the not being able to get out of bed and all that type of stuff, but here is the real fucking deal with that. Waking up with anxiety or waking up with this like depression over you for whatever fucking reason is very debilitating. And I know that some people don't understand that and never will understand that. They're like, well, it's all in your head. Like, I don't understand that how that can like physically debilitate you, but it does. Um, and I would say, like, you know, and honestly, if we're being real here, if we're being 110, 120% honesty here, um, I think a lot of what I'm feeling depression-wise and anxiety-wise is induced by myself, and it has been induced by myself lately. I put myself in a lot of um, treacherous, here we go with the Taylor Swift lyric, baby, treacherous, <laughs> here we go with the um, treacherous, but um, I put myself in a lot of treacherous situations, um, and it only has been like three months into 2022, but I put myself into a lot of um, shitty situations, uh, very anxious situations. That's another thing too, is like, um, the thing about anxiety too is, is like, not all of my anxiety is contributed to the fact that I just get anxious by anything. It's also because my impulsive actions do put me in some like hot water situations where I'm constantly like worrying about my life or my state of being or like whatever and it's very frightening and very scary and it's something to deal with and think about every day and when that impulsivity doesn't slow down or when it doesn't nip itself it's super fucking hard to you know realize and reflect that you know sometimes you're causing your own shit to happen you wouldn't have this much anxiety if you didn't put yourself in this many like sketchy ass situations or fucked up situations that you do um but yeah anyways <laughs> um yeah Yeah, so I would say, like, if I was measuring out my anxiety, I would definitely say it's about, like, 50-50, 60-40 of, like, yes, like, I have outside contributes to anxiety, and I have normal everyday things that kind of trigger anxiety within me, but 
a lot of it is self-induced at times because of just the decisions that I make and the situations I put myself in. Um, that just overall definitely depletes me. <laughs> definitely depletes me. Um, I think the hardest thing about anxiety is at least for me and this is my this might be where I end off the episode I don't know um I think the hardest thing about anxiety for me especially is is um just like I know it's never going to be over you know I know that it's always going to be like this it's not going to be maybe to this extent but I'm always going to have it you know it's never not going to not be there but it's hard accepting that and trying to be able to be like, yeah, there's like so much I want to fucking do in life and I'm so excited for life because it's like, how can you be excited for life when you know that you're going to go through immense amount of pain and immense amount of um, illness throughout your entire life? Like what makes it fucking worth it, you know? And um, I mentioned this on my previous episode or previous episodes um but I jer- I I jean I, I still have the I still have the Adam DeVam workaholics jean um I so I, I joined a tree uh, a street level ministry uh group on campus and I mentioned that in my previous episodes jean uh, and I think that is honestly a huge reason why I have joined um I didn't really give a reason as to why I joined last time I brought it up it was more so like oh my god all my friends are gonna be like what the fuck is wrong with you but I think uh it's sad to motherfucking say but if I'm being motherfucking honest I done lost a lot of motherfucking reasons and will to live and I'm hoping and it sounds I don't even know what it sounds like and I'm not even gonna try to put a name on it but I want to see if you know like thinking about religion or talking about religion or maybe like you know following a religion will maybe maybe reinvoke that life in me or make me feel like life is worth living again and I think that's kind of what I'm like hoping for I'm just really much looking for hope I think and I think that I can find that within the street level ministry group so that's why I'm attending because I just want to be able to feel like there is some sort of hope for me in the future because it really does feel like there is nothing left. Like I am just admittedly just failed for the rest of my fucking life and nothing is going to go well for me. I'm barely going to be able to make it out of school. I just, you know, there's just a lot that I'm thinking about on a constant day basis about things that I will not be able to accomplish or do and I just need some fucking reassurance some hope some breakdown of my mental ego and just I want to revamp myself in a realistic way and I also want to revamp myself behind the scenes and I think this is going to be a great way to do that because I'll be in a group you know people will be calling me out on my shit I'll be held accountable and I'm gonna really try to work and work with myself and work with others to become a better person not just
just constantly say that I want to become a better person, but like actually go something, actually go the ways to becoming a better person. And trust me, by all means, I don't, I don't believe religion makes you the best person in the world that grants you away from all of the shitty things you've done to people. But I think I could turn a new leaf and I think I could be onto something a bit more different. And, um, one thing that really got me and not to be all ministry type talking today, but one thing that really got me the first time I went, the only time I went, but I'm going to be going more after break, I promise, um, when school starts again. The one thing that really got me was the moralities and keeping up with morals and hypocrisy. That was like the first thing that we had talked about. And I think that what I really like about it is, is because like what was said was, is like, yeah, like, Christians can be hypocrites, but that is the one, hypocrisy is the one thing we are trying every day to defeat, because at the end of the day, we want to be like Christ, we want to follow morals that we have, that we think are right, we want to follow in our own true steps, we want to believe in what we believe in, and go forth by that, we do not want to dismay or, um, like discontrude like all of our beliefs to follow a different path you know you want to just like uphold and withheld withhold your morals and belief system and keep that present and open and aware and I think that's super important because um the moral clock for me lately has definitely been or the moral compass has definitely been uh, missing at sea. We've been gone for a while, sweetie pie. Um, uh, <laughs> so I would like to be able to, like, just live a normal life where I withstand, you know, beliefs and I just go by those beliefs all the time. And I keep myself accountable. Um, I think that, to me, will be a good, you know, first step in, in changing myself as a person and making myself more of a better person in real life. So, yeah. This is about my last straw. <laughs> this is about my last straw. So if the ministry group doesn't work, baby, um, you know, you you guess the next step of where I'm going. Because I don't know where else the fuck to go after that. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I can't say so. Trigger warning this whole episode. Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. Damn! We got 102 hours. We got like an hour and two minutes, bitch. Ah! We make it a full episode, bitch. <laughs> of nothing. Of fucking nothing. Just complete foolery. Okay. Anyways. I am going to end this episode there. I can't believe I ended it off there because I really didn't get a conclusion to like anxiety or a helpful ending. But that's because I don't have one, okay? I don't have a happy ending to anxiety. I don't have an answer to end anxiety. I don't have an ender and like I don't have an answer to cure anxiety right now. There is no fucking happy ending. There is no close of the chapter. It's a continued open chapter. And we might be making a bitch named anxiety part two in the future because I'm probably gonna be talking about it with somebody else in the future and I think that it'll be great to experience other people's stories and hear other people's experiences because every experience is different every body is different yes it's a lot to motherfucking say um anyways I'm getting serious case 
I'm tired of talking, especially about my illness. <laughs> especially about my illness, because it's just really debilitating. And then to talk about it while driving and like, oh, I just really want to drive off the road. Anyways, that is a joke. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyways, I don't really have much more to say. I'm sorry this is such a bad closing feeling, but I'm going to try to make this a little bit more cheerful. Um, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the entire episode. Um, even if you only listened to this last 15 seconds for me to say thank you, that's awesome too. Like, listen to any part of the episode you want. I don't control anything. Um, anyways, love you. Toodaloo. Thank you. Have a great fucking Taco Tuesday. But also have a fucking Wacky Wednesday. Hop day!